Hello and welcome back to the Half Strong Very Pretty podcast. Today's episode is going to be all about different types of diet. You've got the aggressive fast approach and you've got the slow and steady more traditional approach. We're going to be discussing which one is better. Is it suited is one suited to some people, is one suited to another. Now, if you do enjoy the podcast, please do like, save, share and click follow. It massively helps and will allow me to do even more podcasts in the future. Enjoy. Give it to me, baby. And all the girlies say I'm pretty fly for a white guy. So on today's joint episode, we're going to be discussing um, rates of weight loss and how sometimes it could be potentially more beneficial or is it more beneficial for a more sort of aggressive way of losing weight, uh, losing body fat, or is it better to go with the sort of more classical, long, slower, sustainable approach? Um, so one thing I've been looking at recently quite a lot and one thing I posted about is that sometimes with some clients, definitely not for everyone, and we can go into that uh, in a bit, but basically about going into harder, shorter diets in order to keep sort of motivation high in terms of obviously it's a short period, but also because you see the scale changing rapidly, you see changes happening rapidly. And then the idea is to then bring that person out of that diet quite quickly and bring them back up to maintenance so their strength goes up, they're able to build tissue again, they feel better, um, and they don't spend a lot of their year sort of dieting. Are you asking me a question, Saul? That wasn't really a question, <laughs> was it? Um, so so in, in, in your experience, um, what, would, what would you say? Have you, ever, have you ever done that with anybody? Is that a, an approach you would take with anybody? And if, if not, why not? So I, the majority of my clients, I'm more the long-term kind of sustainable. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of how it's just described a lot in the industry. A slower rate of fat loss. I really think it comes down, I don't think you can, there's no absolutes, I don't think you can say, no, this never works, or no, this method doesn't work. I think for the majority of people, because there's a lot of habits, emotion, and a lot more kind of of the the mental, psychological side of things tied into it, for me, the downsides of doing something aggressively and so quickly doesn't allow me to deal with that stuff. And so ultimately, when you then bring them out of such a harsh, quick weight loss, that stuff's not been dealt with. It's just like a, it's more of a short, sharp, right, do this exercise, aggressive kind of uh, deficit. And yes, they can stick to that for however long, I don't know how long you're saying, six weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks. But then they're still at the same point. And for me, I think I'd rather deal with the other stuff as we go. And yes, it's a slower rate, but then I feel, I know when they get there, they can stay there. Mm-hmm. That's not necessary for everyone. So I do think there are some people where maybe they don't have so much kind of emotional baggage, let's say linked into their body image, their, their, their kind of eating habits. And I would know if I've worked with that person and feel actually those issues aren't there for that person. I know I could set them something, they'd be able to do it and there wouldn't be any kind of rebound if you like afterwards or negative impact of that but I think that's quite rare I think most people do have a lot of other stuff going on that for me it doesn't suit that type of approach 
yeah, I could, I could definitely, definitely get on board with that. And that, I guess, is exactly what I said about like it's not, it's definitely not for everyone for sure. Yeah. Um, because to be honest, it's I'm doing it myself at the moment. It's probably the first, the first time where I've done it from an educated point of uh, educated standpoint. I've done it in the past um, when I've competed and whatever, where I've just done it because I'm like, well. I've just got to do it because I've got a competition on this date, so I just have to. But that has ended up with me. I don't want to call it rebounding because it wasn't a rebound. I chose to eat a lot of crap after my shows. Yeah. That's not a rebound. I overate. Um, and that's something we will come to um, shortly. But, but did you choose or did your emotions drive you to do that? It's a good question. Um, I think it was a complete choice because I had it all set up um, at home post-show. So... Like as in as in previous to the show, I I'd said right I'm just gonna I'm gonna have this and this and this and like just eat whatever I want and it was a very it was a very structured choice before I'd finished the show. Whereas yes, I agree if if it's after the show and you, you know you're sat at home and you're like oh do I, do I fancy it? do I fancy going back to a classical let's I don't want to say chicken broccoli and rice because that's just the, such a stereotypical diet food but do I want to go back to um, whole foods etc or do I fancy a takeaway then yes I feel like emotions taken over there but for me that sounds like that setup is really like um, not trying to plug my own podcast but one I did the other week on Weight Watchers etc exactly yeah. that cycle so they do their weigh in and it's planned mm. already at home they have their takeaway afterwards because They've got that short result. Okay, I was lighter on the scales when everyone's watching. And then I go mm. home to my plan meal of I can eat chips, I can eat this, this and this because that's out the way. And yeah. that for me is the, probably why a lot of people, are, that's like the cycle they're already in, that emotional and that unstable mm. eating of, okay, I've just got to do this to get this short-term result and then I can binge. And it's yeah. it's it's similar and I feel like it ingrains that and again I'm not talking there's no absolutes here not for everyone but for a lot of people I think that happens and okay maybe it's eight weeks or 12 weeks or however that harsh that deficit like however long you're doing that for but mm. not for everyone for a lot of people they then afterwards are like oh thank god I'm I'm off that horrid kind of um amount of calories and I can eat and it it then goes up and it goes the other way and I, I, I think I'm oh, sorry, go on. No, no, this was this was one of the questions. I know we put this on our uh, stories mm. about this topic we were going to uh, discuss. And the lady said to me, "Okay, what do you say to the woman who's done this for 12 weeks or 16 weeks, done the wet the red shred as she heard <laughs> it called, yeah. and then comes back and she's two stone heavier? Like, what do you say to that person? Are you saying that was your fault, or do you say, well, this was always going to happen because we did it?" so harsh like I don't I, would, I think it's a lot of interesting questions it definitely definitely brings up a lot of questions um I think for me that one I think it maybe relies uh, lies on on the education and and sort of potentially who's coaching that person and and what structure they've given them outside of that and what what understanding of food calories etc it takes to do that because even in recently I was discussing with somebody the idea of um, actually you you put it on your on your Instagram and I was like this is really well put which was about um, if you've cracked your iPhone you don't smash it on the floor right and I was like that's just it's just written it perfectly that every a lot not everyone a lot of people 
think, oh, I've ruined today by having a pint, having a burger, whatever it may be. Uh, so uh, I say, fuck it, screw it. Um, I'm going to ruin the rest of the day. Now, I actually don't, part of me thinks, I think people don't understand that around calories in, calories out, they, they, don't, they don't equate it to that. They think in, in terms of days. So they yeah. go, um, oh, well, today is ruined. Start again tomorrow. But the body doesn't work like that in the same way like finances don't work like that. It's not like you literally have a set budget every day. If you go over it, well, you might as well spend 10 grand because that's it's just going to ruin your bank balance further. And it's, exact, it's exactly the same for me. But I actually genuinely think people don't realize that. So I think a lot comes down to the education of it. Um, so uh, in, including diet breaks and things, that's where I'd gone wrong in the past, is that I've been at and this sort of all or nothing approach where you can be in a very aggressive diet where there isn't, there isn't at the moment, I'm just talking to myself, there isn't much room for your more calorie dense foods because if I have a chocolate bar, then that is going to be like almost a meal for me right now. So I, I tend to stick away from that. But if there's the education around it, knowing that once I come out of that, I can have a diet break where I keep my protein high, I eat mostly whole foods. If I fancy a chocolate bar that once that week, cool, have that, and that's enough. Um, so I think, yeah, I think a lot does come down to the education, but I think more importantly, it does come down to the individual and the emotion around that, because I don't, I don't, I think there's all the education in the world won't help some people, some, well, as in, uh, sorry, around calories, etc. educating them around emotion, etc. will, I don't think educating someone around calories is enough for some. No, but if you think about someone who is massively overweight and has a lot of weight to lose, they're mm. obviously not educated around calories mm. and food and probably the emotion as well. So for me, why would I then say to them, right, I'm going to put you in a massive aggressive deficit. They don't have the resources to then know what, you know, that afterwards mm. they're going to then have to just go to maintenance and they're not going to rebound. They're, they probably do have that black and white thinking probably to have got there in the first place whereas you you've done this for years you study it every day like you're doing a nutrition course you've competed so you've mm. got so much more experience and knowledge of how it feels and why you're doing what you're doing and how it all works to deal with a really aggressive deficit so if you came to me and said I want I wanted to do this I would probably like yeah go for it like mm -hmm. I can see on the other side of that you'd be okay and it wouldn't have this negative impact. But for someone who's, I don't know, you know, four or five stone overweight, I already know the evidence is there that they're four or five stone overweight, that they don't have those resources. Yep. And that's just, again, that's a blanket statement, not every single one, but the majority, I would of say, course. right, we need to re-educate re you. We need to look at what's caused you to get there in the first place. We need to get you, you know, eating and understanding food a lot better and actually going into a really aggressive deficit i don't think that gives them an understanding because that's just as unsustainable as binge eating or overeating which is probably why they got there in the first place so this is um it's an interesting point like you because you mentioned the nutrition course that i'm doing um so they they looked at this and i i've always 
really agreed with you uh, where you were saying that they don't have the resources, etc. Um, because, I mean, the evidence is there that they are very overweight and therefore they clearly don't. Um, however, there, there was, I can't remember the name of the study, but basically they got people to lose um, the same amount of weight, uh, some quickly, some slowly. Uh, and 50 odd percent of them, of the fast, sorry, of the fast uh, weight loss, were able to sustain that weight within, I think it was like two pounds um, the following year, whereas only 10% were uh, for, for that following year. And I think, I guess for me, would I, would I if I didn't have a coach, if I, if, let's, say, let's say I uh, told anyone on the street, go, go and do that, here are, the, here are the stats behind it, off you go, enjoy, you'll be fine in a year's time, absolutely 100% no. With a, with a good educated coach, and I say that, I have to put those two words in first because a lot of coaches, if I'm honest, aren't and I think could really screw somebody up. But I think if, let's say, you gave someone eight weeks uh, of quite an aggressive, even if they were quite overweight, I think you could potentially educate them. If you're, if you're in contact with them almost daily, like we are with our clients, I think you'd be able to give them more resources to then go, look, this is going to happen in eight weeks' time. We're going to come out. There might be a slight gain on the scale, food, food volume, water retention, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but then that will level out and you will be sort of, who knows, one stone, two stone, whatever the numbers are, further down than when you started. Now, this isn't an approach for life, but fat loss isn't an approach for life. And I, I feel like people spend their entire year and therefore over and over and over again, trying just to, they're endlessly in the pursuit of losing body fat in this endless pursuit of restriction, not pursuit of restriction, in this endless restriction in the pursuit of weight loss. Whereas if you were to do it in short, sharp bursts, would that keep you more motivated, almost tighten the reins so that you feel, okay, it, it, feel more motivated and a bit more structure often brings, helps people. Often if I say to someone, right, you've got, let, let's have, there's two to 300 calories wiggle room. That then goes crazy. And okay, that is, that is the emotional side of it. Are they able to cope with that? So that does come into play. But I find often that someone, if you, if you tighten the reins, they often are able to stick to something better and therefore more weight loss is produced. Well, I think this comes down to as well, what you, how you define the sustainable or the slow approach, because that's not to say with my clients, they're not, you know, there's boundaries, right? I'm not saying mm. go and intuitively eat and have whatever you want. And, you know, I expect, yeah. and they expect half a kilo to a kilo weight loss a week, right? I'm still wanting yeah. to see progress. And it still has to be enough. Like you say, there's that buy-in. Like everyone wants to see some some reward for their efforts. So yeah. even if, you know, that's not always weight, I make a big point of that. It could be, right, your performance is improving or you're now sleeping. You're, you're walking around and you're not in pain anymore because you're losing weight. It's not that every week it has to be like that, but there needs to be progress week by week of some sort. Okay. And that also isn't to say, like, I have clients who... Now I've started with them, maybe six months into their journey. I've got probably three I can think of right now. I've then done, okay, they've got a lot more knowledge. They've been doing that slow and steady week by week, chipping away. 
and I could tell, okay, actually they're in a place now where I could push it for six weeks or eight weeks where we can up that rate before mm -hmm. maybe we have a little bit of a, a maintenance phase. And again, I'm just giving examples where it's different to every single person. And that's because one, every single person is different. Like their knowledge base is different. Their experience is different. So you can adjust person to person. And, and like I've just said, there's people who I will do that and speed it up for a short period of time. But that's still within the realms of it's still a long term. You know, it might be a year to two years to get them where they want to be. And within that, I'm I'm educating you know, I'm taking them through, I'm, I'm looking at how they respond to it rather than I'm comparing that in my head to something that's like, right, 12 weeks, let's kill you with cardio. Let's, you know, let's put you in a really low calorie deficit. Cool. Look at these before and after pictures off you go. And that's the, that's the one I disagree with, I think. And I think that's what I'm thinking of when you're saying that aggressive. Oh, sure. Approach. So uh, I'll clarify that. Yeah. I don't mean off the bat um, with people who sort of come in, come into my program. I've, I've, had one two calls with them i'm like right let's do this because no i i definitely don't agree with that and we've spoken before about i get a lot of clients um from a few gyms where that is their approach um, yeah and and uh, then my first, yeah my first my first 12 weeks pretty much is basically um unfucking them up um is the is the truth of it is is literally i need to get you healthy again um because no matter what we do, no matter how low we drop your calories, your body's so screwed, nothing's going to happen. Like yeah. you're just, cortisol is way too high. You're, you're going to be retaining a ton of water. So we, further we drop your calories, the stress goes higher. And actually, you're not going to see anything on the scales. And therefore, you're actually eating less for no, I don't, a podcast of inverted commas, um, people can't see me, no result. Yes, you actually might be losing fat, but the scale weight won't show that, and therefore you're going to be pretty pissed off. Yeah. So, so again, it's person dependent. So, if you have someone highly stressed, hmm. you know, someone highly stressed, always getting ill, you know, their body's in bits, you're not going to bring them in and be like, "Cool, let's cut your calories to like an extreme deficit and add a shit ton more stress to your body." No, yeah. like you won't do that. But then, like no. I said, I've got people who I now know they've been doing it for a long time, and I can see right. It is hard to say in a debt, like a small deficit for a long period of time is hard. And actually, sometimes I will say, right, six weeks, it's go a little bit harder just to give you a boost. And they shift a bit more weight. And that gives them a boost to be like, cool, I can keep going and we can slow the rate down again. But yeah. you're always looking at how that person's responding. You know, you're checking them. How are you feeling? You know, you, you're looking for signs if it's having any negative impact. And I think, again, it's coach dependent and person dependent that doesn't always happen when it's a like a, a short 12-week transformation and you, you don't have the time to even get to know that person and how they work and their relationship with food to know if it's okay for them so I think yeah. you've got to get to know that person in their history which is why stuff like the you know the questionnaires and the assessments of beforehand when you pick up all this information is so important to judge what the starting point is Absolutely. And, and, and the language around it all too, in terms of, you know, the classic cheat days or, oh yeah, I was bad on the weekend or whatever that you've got to listen for all, all those signs, uh, whether you can do it with someone or not. Def as I said, I definitely wouldn't do it from, from the off. Um, but I definitely, for me, for me, there's a, there's a massive place for it, a massive, massive benefit to doing it for some people. Um, yeah. 
so so I definitely uh, definitely feel that's one. Uh, one thing I was going to mention is about um, is about muscle muscle loss because. I train mo- mostly guys, I'd say. There's a lot of women in, in the program, but mostly guys. And I think a big fear is that people will drop a lot of tissue when they diet hard. Um, so one one thing, the first thing I would say is obviously keep your protein high. And I think everyone, I say everyone knows that's not fair. Some people know, keep your protein very high, keep your training heavy, basically do all the same things that you would do when you were gaining but just with slightly less food. Um, but even even looking at at the stats on that, they're showing that um, I think it was like 1.5 grams per kilo of body weight, you're still able to maintain your muscle mass, even in a heavy deficit for a short period of time. Um, whereas 2.4, you could actually increase, increase it even in somewhat of a deficit over like an eight, 12 week period. I found that really fascinating because it's something I would never in a million years have thought uh, probably about a year ago. I thought if you're in a heavy deficit, you're going to be losing tissue, but stats and evidence show maybe not. I know you think I'm a genetic freak. When I did my little mini cut as an experiment to go through it, Mm. I definitely, because I changed my training and I had obviously, I was doing more body weight stuff and then I was using machines. I definitely put on tissue. Yeah. Um, and actually, you know, the whole newbie games that we mm. use in the industry, I've seen that a lot with clients who, because they've not trained, it's a new stimulus to the body, even though they're in the deficit, they get that lovely sweet spot and period of time where they do lose body fat, they're in a deficit, but they build tissue. So it yeah. is possible. Like we see it all the time. Absolutely. Um, one another question I had was about um, when I put it onto my stories was about um, lifestyle in terms of how do you approach it you know, the the rapid weight loss uh, thing from a lifestyle approach um, we've already covered would it be person dependent yes um, but what considerations in terms of maybe someone's job maybe someone's activity levels etc would you would you change if you were going, let's, let's say that person was, because we've already covered, if they're emotionally and, edu- I feel like saying educationally, <laughs> but yeah. literally with the word education, I feel like I sound really stupid there. Um, but basically, would you, let, let's assume that's all in place. Emotion and education are in place because if not, we rule it out. But they're, they're in place. Lifestyle, different jobs, etc. Who would you say that works with and who would you say absolutely not? What, the aggressive approach? Mm. Um, the people I tend to see it work with is more males who mm-hmm. are really into their, uh, normally they've got really busy, high-powered high jobs, let's say. They often tend to then be really into their fitness as well. They love stats and it works because there's yeah. no... They're very regimented with their life. Like, again, these are massive, like, generalizations, but they tend to be really, they've done, like, ultra marathons or, you know, they they really focus on something. And so they like seeing stats numbers. They like to see instant feedback that, okay, what I'm doing is working. And there isn't an emotion, there's not much emotion attached to it. Mm. And for them, I'm like, great, go for it, because it fits your lifestyle, because 
you just need to know you've not got a lot of time to think. So you, yeah. they just know, right, here's my three, I don't know, 500 calorie meals. And I have that every day. And I fit that with my job, my training, and it's like regimented works for that person. Would you say there, where you're saying about this, this regimented, I have my three set meals, obviously it's not exactly that, but would you say to that person, try to keep food sort of almost the same daily, not, not calorie wise, sorry, the actual, the source of food. So chicken, beef, fish, whatever, would you, would you say pretty much keep that the same in that it just takes all decision-making out of it. And then it's just like, right, I just do this. The same as long as we're not causing other like nutritional deficiencies, because we're still right. We're still thinking about improving their health, even yeah. if, they're, if they're losing body fat. So variation of meat, variation of veg, but like there's limited. So there's like three or four meat sources. They rotate, they rotate the veg. They might alternate between two or three carb sources, but very much it's very, there's not a lot, right? It's, those three, mm. a bit of rotation. As I said, we don't want to make somebody, we're trying to improve someone's health by yep. increasing body fat, not give them more health issues by making them deficient in certain nutrients. And then um, possibly, even if they were initially emotionally quite strong with, strong, that's probably the wrong word, but em emotionally well adapted to being ready to do a, a rapid fat loss thing. If you give someone the set, literally the same thing all the time, then possibly that then might start skewing that emotion towards, yeah. okay, so this is, this is uh, again, inverted commas, good food versus everything else becomes demonized. Um, so you might take someone from a very emotionally stable point to slightly less stable. And I would challenge anyone who said that after a deficit, after a cut, they don't have a weird period with food afterwards because you're so used to having to stay in a deficit and then suddenly you can have calories and food we see it so many times with people who we would think, you know, they might be bodybuilders and you always see them, they probably coach, but we also see the, re the, the rebound when they suddenly yeah. can eat and they suddenly put on a lot of weight really quickly. And they often describe it as I felt out of control and I just had to eat. And I, to me, that's not good. <laughs> that's some, that There is something we've put when you put your body through that deficit it does do something afterwards there is always this rebound and i'm sure yeah. it comes back to like the primal drive that you've been in starvation mode because you have and then yeah. suddenly there's food awesome i can eat and i, I think you've got to be so careful with that i think as well one thing to note is that your every everything will go uh everything will start dropping off a cliff quite quick like i'm not even that lean yet um but i've noticed particularly this last week where i've dropped again my calories um like i'm just tired all the time really really tired my motivation to do most things is pretty low um the yesterday in the gym like normally i can i was on a hack squat and normally uh do five plates blah, blah, blah. um but <laughs> normally i can let's let's just literally put the stats out there normally i can put uh, 100 kilos per side on the hack squat and rep out six, seven reps. Totally fine. Probably not even my max. Uh, yesterday, I think it was, uh, what, 70 odd. And I was, I was really, really feeling it. Like it was, it was hard. Um, and then to, and then to have the energy and the mindset to grind out those last couple of reps, which are super important when it comes to 
A, building mass, but B, retaining it, 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 they're super important. So then your performance goes down, everything else goes down. So I think people, a lot of people hearing this, watching it, however, will, will look at, oh, well, yeah, I, I feel like I'm ready for rapid weight loss, etc., And de definitely want to do it because it sounds more, it sounds better, doesn't it? Right, I'll lose it, lose it quickly or, or diet for longer. Like to most people, instant gratification is a big thing. So, but I don't think people realize if you do it properly, life does become no. a little bit shit. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and people uh, don't. And then, which is often sometimes why I will do the six weeks and then they're hmm. like, oh, I was fucking hungry or, oh, like getting to the gym was hard. And you're like, yeah, that's the reality of it. And actually mm. it isn't for everyone. But I'm, I'm noticing as well, like caffeine intake as well. That's a big one for people to look out for if you're sort of ready, ready for a break at the end of doing it, if you do do it, is that caffeine intake's just like, it's just going up and up and up yeah. because I'm just like, I don't have any other way to get through today other than like, right, two coffees in the morning, then one at lunch, then one in the afternoon. Just like, right, just, and then like come eight o'clock. Okay, yes, I normally go to bed at 8.30 odd um, or nine. You know, but, you've had, if you've been teaching somebody, right, don't have, you know, reduce your caffeine intake, blah, 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 blah. And then suddenly like, you're gonna need caffeine because you're on so little calories. It's quite like, it's a hard, it's a, it's hard for the gen pop person who's not an athlete, it doesn't have experience on this. I think it's a lot for them to get their head around and it can lead to a bit of a confused message, I suppose. Absolutely. Not for you, but like for the average person off the street who's not trained, come to you for weight loss. If you're suddenly doing that and then being like, right, we're gonna need, add in some more caffeine and don't expect your weights to go up in the gym because you're in a deficit. It's that's hard for them to get their head around. Definitely, I definitely uh, agree with that. We'll have to wrap it up there because I think you have a client, but we can um, we can always do a part two of this or a, another episode soon just to continue the, the debate. Um, Absolutely. And if anyone has any questions, um, feel free to obviously DM me or Lizzie um, on Instagram and we'll definitely definitely cover those if, if we do want to do a part two or just straight to you, we can more than, more than easily uh, cover that. So um, I guess to, to finish up, where, where can we find your your stuff oh yeah plug my thing lizzie.kicks on instagram blue ticked aren't you well now you mention it <laughs> uh, I'm and my, brigade. Uh, mine's uh, at soul cats coaching uh, so thank you very much for listening guys and catch you on the next episode bye bye